0: I am very pleased this morning to introduce uh, Jim Doty. Jim has over 30 years of of comprehensive management experience, more than 15 years at the executive level, and he's got some really interesting stuff to tell us about what it takes to prepare for your exit. Jim, welcome. Thank you, Bill. I'm pleased to be here.
1: Well, tell me a little bit about your background and, and how you got to where you are. Okay, glad to. You know, I spent a lot of time in corporate America and different companies and It seemed if I went to work for a company, they were sold in short order, so I'd have a short stint there, but it exposed me to so many businesses and and so many different areas of commerce. Mm -hmm. At the last go-around, when the company I worked for for over 12 years... eliminated my my position for the uh, fifth time in four years, I decided maybe I should go out on my own. And Mm -hmm. I can use my skills that I've learned over the years to help improve things and build up uh, a business with all the smaller businesses and business owners that are just so great to work with. And what types of businesses do you work with? What sizes and industries, or is it all over the board? It's all over the board. I mean, anywhere from, you know a small three five million dollar company up to seventy five million and with all the cloud-based things that we're doing now, it makes a lot of sense that if I just need a CFO
0: to come in and work on a part-time basis, or maybe there's a special project, What
1: what is the scenario out there? What what do most people call originally for or initially for? Well, typically what happens is uh, somebody will find us because they have a problem or they're in some sort of pain in their business. They're ca- they have a cash flow problem. I see. Uh, their account's receivable is growing, and they can't figure out why. And we'll get called in. And and our approach is to do a deep discovery analysis of what's going on in their business from the business owner's perspective, and also talking to other employees to understand if their goals are aligned with the the business owner. And in doing that, we can find out many things about the structure of it, and then we look at the financials and come up with a strategy that we bring back to the business owner. And in doing that, we can take them through what they've said their concerns are and show them what we can do to help improve that. And I... I think that that approach works with any type of business uh, myself I have a pretty large healthcare background, so a lot of the people that I've known for a long time are in healthcare i keep I keep finding myself in those situations but the intent is to be, become that trusted advisor for that business so that you may come in there and solve a problem and may spend you know a day or day and a half a week for several months working on this problem, mm-hmm. but the intent is to be their advisor for for the long her- long term, and help them when they're doing strategies and budgets and things like that as well, or just be there to to have the business owner somebody that's objective and will tell them tell them what they think is true, as opposed to what they want to hear.
0: Is there a minimum engagement initially that someone would hire you for, or is it it just depends on what the situation is? It's a-
1: it it really depends on the situation. I, I I recently met with somebody that's working on starting their business and. I told him in the initial meeting they don't need my services to do that, but I want to give them some information. So I've sent him some some things that would show him what kind of structure he should have financially, okay. and things like that. And uh, you know, it wasn't enough work that I could even think about charging the guy for it. I mean, it's like I just help kind him, of a, help yeah. him get going. Yeah,
0: you help I mean, him a little bit. You, you give to get kind of thing. And yeah. So it sounds like it follows a model like like out of the healthcare industry. You have uh, first you have a diagnosis, and then you have a prescription, right? Yeah, that's it. And then that's the initial go around, and then other things. Of course, every company can use a CFO at some time. Uh, you know, uh, Jim, a lot of our most of our listeners are baby boomers, so they're over age fifty and they're heading towards their exit or thinking about their future. Uh, what can they do to think about moving? getting their business ready for sale is there is there anything in particular that you come into where you look and go if somebody says, I want to get my business ready for sale, and you look and go, well, you're
1: not there now, Here, here's where we start. Is there a starting point? Yeah, it's really doing, as you said, doing a diagnosis of, of all the different components of their business and then taking that and helping them map out how to get there. I mean, so often people don't have some of the simple things like policies and procedures in place that would show a prospective owner that they know what they're doing or that somebody else could learn how to run the business. So a lack of organization overall is, is what you see a lot of the time. That's very yeah. common. I mean, a lot of these business owners, they're going 90 miles an hour, and they're getting done what they can get done. And I think that's where I add a lot of value, is helping them uh, relieve some of that administrative and difficult stuff, but get them information that they can use to go forward. Well,
0: that makes a lot of sense. I mean, you you just never know. A lot of times the whole business is in the owner's head, and that's right. not a very good recipe for if they want to sell it to somebody else. They they have to download that and start creating processes and systems. And, you know, you can tell a lot, I'm sure, by looking at the P&L, the the profit and loss statement and the financial statements as a starting point,
1: right? Well, it, it, you find in a lot of these smaller businesses, they don't really have uh, very reliable financial statements. Uh, I, I recently worked with somebody that the first news I gave him that his books were out of balance by $100,000. Oh, my gosh. And uh, that kind of scared him a little bit. A uh, very interesting first part of our interview. And now we'd,
0: we'd like to try to delve in a little bit deeper into some uh, client stories. So tell us about a client that you uh, initially engaged. You just mentioned the one where you found him hundred dollars That's a pretty
1: good story for our listeners. (laughs) Yeah, that was interesting. I I was brought into that by a person that was the 70% owner of the business and the Mm -hmm. 30% owner was actually the person running it. And when he asked uh, his partner for a loan to make payroll, he got a little nervous and sent me in. Uh, It was an interesting environment because nobody was too happy I was there. They were wondering what I'm doing there and I'm there to ask questions. So... uh, I just sit with the employees, talk to them, understand what they're doing, and then compare that to what the results are doing. And in going through that, one, I, when I looked at his books, they were out of balance by over $100,000. And uh, But I also, in interviewing his employees, one thing that all of them told me mm-hmm. was uh, they described their work and, their, and the system they used to track patients in this home health agency. And then they would all pause and say, well, but back in April, we used a different system for tracking patients, oh, so if okay. you go back to there, it you'll have to look at a different system. And that kind of put up my antenna, and I went back to the old system and ran a number of different reports and found that uh, there was $200,000 in billings that hadn't occurred yet when oh they moved gosh. from one system to the other. So Wow. Uh his hundred thousand dollar problem was about to be solved big time by bringing two hundred thousand in for these billings. And this is a company with revenue of about one fifty a month. Okay, so. The tide turned. They were a little happier that I was around asking questions, and I was able to help them with a few more things. But uh, one of the recommendations I made to the 70% owner was to review his interest in this business, and um, he, he decided that it was too risky for his portfolio. So he exited that, uh, and uh, so that assignment ended for me after that
0: put yourself out of business there, Jim. <laughs>
1: well, you know, if you can help them and yeah. they improve, it's it's all good. Well, that's okay, because there's a lot of other projects I'm
0: sure you found interesting. Um, what's another common situation, or maybe a situation where you came in
1: and, and they were in some kind of disarray, and, and what did you do for them? Well, one of the things that I find quite often is businesses make changes, and they don't really map it out before they do it. And mm-hmm. they may not identify all the things that really are going to change as a result of making that change so uh, I worked with someone who had tried to to cut their expenses because it was growing faster than their revenue so they okay. they thought well we need to just cut something and what they ended up doing was they cut some overtime because it's like a lot of people think that overtime is a very bad thing on your P&L but uh, I, I went in and looked at that and it's like after you cut the overtime they had an influx of of orders into their warehouse and by cutting the overtime fulfillment dropped people's people's shipments were late and they lost some business as a result of it so I showed them how to go back through and measure these different things and decide if overtime changes in a certain manner you must go look at it but if it's following a pattern that follows the revenue then you're, you're okay but Is it a signal that you should hire another employee maybe at that
0: point, or right? If it's, you know, if your your current staff's doing so much, but only if it's steady, right?
1: Right. I mean, it, 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 if it pops up a little bit, it actually might, because might be because a good thing is happening. Yeah, and, right, right. And your sales and are it, up.
0: Is it temporary or permanent? And if it's permanent, let's staff up for it. Correct. So those are the things that you can tell people, look, I'm looking at this trend, and you need to recognize that your financials are telling us a story here. Let's let's interpret that. And I think that's what a good CFO does, is, is uh, comes in and reads the story that the financials are telling, right?
1: Yeah, I, I think a lot of people, uh, you know, I get... Uh, Uh, described quite often as an accountant, and when the people say the word, it doesn't sound like they enjoy it. And (laughs) uh, so I find a lot of times I, I walk in the door and it looks like a big negative, but I'm all about making the business work better and be more profitable. If that means there's an expense that needs to be reviewed, we'll review it. But it doesn't necessarily mean that expenses need to be cut. I've often advocated increasing expenses to to get something accomplished that isn't working for them. Sure, that makes it, that could
0: make a lot of sense, depending on the situation. Hey, you know, this has been really fascinating. Tell me, we got one minute left. Uh, Jim, how does somebody get in touch with you and what do they find when they get to your
1: website? Okay, yeah, the easiest way really is to give me a phone call. I'm at 949- If you Google Jim Doty, CFO, you'll find me on the Internet. Mm -hmm. And uh, when they get there, they'll see that uh, my experience and the kinds of things I can do to help them improve their business.
0: Well, Jim, this has really been a fascinating discussion. I've really enjoyed it. Thank you very much for coming in.